0: Moment, commodity shares surging yesterday with double digit gains in most resource counters. Yes, Akira,
1: you told me to come with good news. I'm starting, <laughs> off, I'm starting off with a good news. I was story. trying
0: I mean, not to lead too much there.
1: <laughs> I mean, yesterday we actually had resources putting in a very strong showing across the board, now, very much a spillover from the Fed uh, the night before, so that strong risk appetite the weaker dollar, supporting commodity prices globally. Uh, And as suggested yesterday, that was actually very bullish for a lot of our resource counters. Uh, On the day, we actually, uh, in fact, we had results out from Africa Rainbow Minerals, and that stock was up in the double digits, uh, uh, just over 11%. Uh, But generally, the entire sector quite strong. Uh, Even your large cap uh, commodity stocks were up uh, north of 5%, a pretty strong showing coming through specifically for a lot of your gold counters. And that's because the gold price had enjoyed a. $25 25 dollar bump uh, in the preceding session I uh, think seems to have stabilized overnight the gold prices stabilized the dollar the currency has stabilized as well and so you could potentially see some profit taking uh, come through into the session this morning uh, this as obviously US markets also take a little bit of a breather after a fairly strong rally uh, in the preceding session
0: well, what an interesting story here about an Indian billionaire who is seeking a two billion pound stake in Anglo-american.
1: Yes, and and, and and so this is a gentleman by the name of uh, you know Anil Agarwal, and he was the founder of a resource company called Vedanta. Uh, his family trust, Vulcan Holdings, are actually uh, considering a two billion pound stake in Anglo. Now, this would make him the second largest investor in Anglo after the PIC. Uh, it's an interesting move because a lot of people are questioning his motives. Remember, Anglo has been one of these stocks that have been, uh, I guess, in many senses ripe for a takeover by a larger player. So a lot of are speculating in terms of whether he would want to split up the company or whether he wants to take on a much more activist role uh, at the company. Uh, Let's see how this actually plays out. Uh, The fact of the matter is that uh, Mr. Agarwal has actually been very uh, up Beat with regards to his outlook on South Africa, uh, if you recall earlier this year around Davos, you know he was certainly in the press uh, in certain respects talking about you know what he thinks are fairly optimistic prospects for the country, uh, and that's a good news story. That's a story where there's an international investor of some significance looking at potentially uh, considering a very large investment in this economy. Let's see what actually happens with regards to that stake in Anglo's. Remember, Anglo's have restructured their business to focus on cooperation quite a bit, so uh, for now I think it's a wait and see game, but Anglos, the stock up 6.5% yesterday, partially on the back of stronger commodity shares, but also I have no doubt that that news also would have contributed to some of the performance on Anglos yesterday.
0: Mm. And then on the back of the Fed announcement, the Bank of England keeping rates on hold. Uh, but uh, they are still hawkish about uh, the market uh, and, uh, you know, looking at the sterling. I'm just happy that we're doing much better against it. That's all I can say. But talk to us about that, Mohammed.
1: So so as you're looking at the BOE specifically, uh, you know, they had a meeting yesterday keeping rates on hold, no surprises there. uh, But of the various policymakers at the BOE, there was one dissenting vote that actually voted for rates to be be raised, for rates to be hiked. Uh, Now, this comes on the back of the fact that the Fed's hiked. We had the Bank of China yesterday following through with a hike as well, uh, albeit fairly marginal. And and this caught the market by surprise. So we've actually seen the sterling uh, tick up in the intraday session yesterday. Uh, Bearing in mind, Sakina, you know, they've got a long road to actually go down with regards to the Brexit, and that's still to come. So I wouldn't necessarily be turning bullish on the sterling over the longer term. Uh, but to your previous point in terms of at least South Africa is doing better against uh, <laughs> against all of the global peers, let's end on a good news story. Over the last 12 months, the RAND is actually the best-performing currency amongst expanded majors. Uh, and that's uh, that's something that, uh, you know, last year this time, we were having a very different discussion. a Global investor appetite for, for, for yield, uh, that search for yield, uh, as well as, I must say, this year at least, improving macroeconomic fundamentals, have served to underpin that RAND. Uh, And so that's your good news story to end off on. The RAND best performer, number one over the last 12 months.